0: Welcome everybody back to Life with Brittany, a peculiar podcast. Today we have a very special guest. She is a sister friend of mine. I call her everything but her name usually, and I mean that in a good way, like I call her Key, Key Lolo, Trotty. She answers to all of them, so I appreciate that. Uh, she is a woman of many talents, and we're going to be discussing some of the things that she does. Uh, please welcome Keylanda Trotty.
1: Hey, everyone.
0: Thank you. Hey. How you doing?
1: I'm well, How are you?
0: Doing good. Doing good. So I have, I'll say, they're not really four segments because the last one everybody has is the little things, but we have three segments to cover with you today. So we'll talk a little bit about technology, which is filled your in, and we'll talk about that first. Then we'll transition to photography and then talking about coaching. So that's kind of how we're going to flow today. And of course, anything in between. You know how we do. <laughs> Okay, so my first question for you. Well, let's just say this. What do you do as your profession? What do you do full-time?
1: Um, full-time, I am a senior system support technician for a major health insurance company across the United States.
0: Fancy. Look at that. Come on, <laughs> titles. Yes, and you have certifications in...
1: Um, I just have the basic certifications, A-plus, Network-plus, and Security-plus as of now.
0: Things that uh, are over my head. So yeah, hey, look, good things, good things. So what made you, and your your um, major in college was computer science, is that correct? Or was there a more technical term?
1: Well, I started as a biology major. Well, and that. In my school transitions, I also transitioned majors to computer science is what I actually ended with.
0: So- Okay, let's let's go back. So, what made you start with biology?
1: Um, so I've always wanted to actually be a doctor. Really, I didn't know that. Got to um to Winthrop, which is where I started. Got to Winthrop and decided I,
0: after throwing that out there.
1: <laughs> after about a year or so in the biology program, it wasn't what I thought it would be, mm. um, and. After that, I did some moving around and did some researching and kind of landed in a field that I thought was, as a child, it was kind of a form of punishment.
0: Mm-hmm. And I
1: got in trouble. My mom was like, no, you can't go outside. You can't talk to the phone, but you can get on that computer and do some work. You can get on computer to learn how to type. Mm-hmm. And that kind of ended up, I guess. Look at that. It worked out in my favor, basically. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So
0: I'm just, just wondering, would you have been a pediatrician?
1: No, I didn't want to be a pediatrician. Um, I was still trying to determine the field. Okay. Um, when I was 15, I actually got my CNA license, and I kept that active for 10 years. Yeah. And during that time, I worked in labor and delivery. I worked in surgery. Um, I did home health visits. I did nursing facilities. I pretty much did t- well, not all, but I touched in many different fields, and I really wasn't certain of the field I wanted to go in, so it was smarter to get out. Before I waste any more money and time there too. Makes sense. Makes sense. Okay,
0: so <clears throat> you switched over. Now you're working full time in it. Is this something you want to continue to do? Do you like where technology is going? I know it's it's that's
1: a big topic in itself. Yeah. Um, I for sure will always have a job. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Do I, I mean, because technology is it's ever evolving. So, I mean, I always have a job. There's always be something I can do somewhere. Yeah. Um, one of those things that no matter where I go, I can always find a job. I always have a decent living in a job. And then I'm um, kind of starting to want to do more research into using my master's. Right now, I'm not using it with this job. But um, that's in the near future is to start trying to find a career path that actually falls in line with the master's as well. And what is your master's in? My master's is in computer forensics management. In layman's terms? So, um, <laughs> basically, um, with that degree, I can do any like type of project management work. I can go and work with the police department. I can go and work at a hospital, any forensics lab, any forensics unit. Um, I started thinking that CSI and all that was cool. That's, it's really nothing like they make it look on TV. Mm. It's, it's typing a whole bunch of keys and you're just getting stuff back it's it's more to it than that but um the older I get I notice that I kind of want to slow down a bit so it's time to start looking into more career fields in that area of like just more research-based roles and pretty much I get to sit still longer so that that works that's cool
0: wow yeah who knew I did not know that (laughs) Yeah, I mean, like you said, you always you always have a job, especially now. Like I I, I told you this before, our um, college just had a cyber attack, and just our IT department they were they had to be on it. So yeah, it's ever it's a, a job that will always be I think present for us, especially nowadays. Yeah, yeah. So anything else you want to add in the world of technology, computer science, computer forensics, something I already forgot the title of it
1: no i mean it's not not really much to it i mean i've been in this job for five years Mm -hmm. Um, it's kind of something different every day Mm -hmm. it's really hard to explain what we do but i mean anything health insurance related that you can think of um we kind of touch on it we deal with it um but as far as anything more i mean it's like i said it's always going to be something that you can learn to get further in the field so the more certifications you get the more value you make yourself and um that's that's kind of the more important thing is never stop learning in that field never stop learning yeah there's going to be something out there technology-based wise and you always want to be if not a step ahead of the curve right on the cusp of the curve just so that you're not so far left behind yeah yeah Ooh, that's good we're gonna leave it on that nice nuggets.
0: <laughs> cool beans <laughs> So we're going to transition to, I don't even want to call it your, one of your side hustles. It's your, it's a business. It's your business. Uh, we're going to be talking about photography and we just did our first shoot because there will be many more because they looked amazing. Uh, we just did our first shoot together on Saturday and y'all, it was so, it's always cool when you get to see your friend thriving and something that they enjoy doing and you can be a part of that. So yeah, it was really dope. So had fun. Uh, but I want to dive into where this came from. So when I first met you, which uh, we got too many, you know, videos anyway, but you, I met you with a camera in your hand and you were always recording. And so hopefully those videos will always stay in the family. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so tell us a little about how you got started and uh, what made you interested. Um, oh, bit. I'm sorry. Let's just, first of all, give us your business. Title where we can find i like to do that where you can find you and and all that good stuff
1: um well the name of the business is kt photography it's kind of appropriate i had the shirt on today wasn't planned, but um we we can be found on facebook under kt photography instagram it's kt photography 30 um or you can give us a visit at www.ktphotographyllc.com um so yeah just take a look around let us know what you like give us some feedback we're always looking to improve and grow But um, as far as the world of photography, I never looked at it as a job or as a business or a side hustle. It was just something to do. It was something that I enjoyed because I've always taken memories very, very personal. Mm -hmm. Um, When you begin to lose a lot of things and people in life and you always find yourself trying to reflect back on memories, a picture is good to have. Yeah. So sometimes I think I probably take too many pictures, but then I look at times when somebody said, well, do you have a picture of? And I'm like, yeah, I do actually. Yeah. And um, I was always, like you said, that one friend with a camera in hand, like yeah. pretty much everything I can think of from your first snow in college, your yeah. first <laughs> man in college, um, Walgreens trips, McDonald's trips, yeah. anything you can think of, like I have. And, um, I just think it's cool to sometimes sit back and look at like reflect on where you were and then where you are and even then I never really took that serious it was just like mm-hmm. hey let me do this mm-hmm. and then now I see like the transition and then the growth is kind of like the passion was always there but it was just never the time for me to take it seriously yeah and um now that I have the extra time or well, I've made the extra time mm-hmm. to devote to it I, I could have it would. It, I've made no better decision than yeah. to finally invest in myself when I spent time for years investing in everybody else's business and their crafts. Um, like I said, it's, it's definitely been no better time and no better decision that i made.
0: So what are you, are, would you say you're self-taught? Did you take classes? Did you YouTube it? Or what did you?
1: Um, completely self-taught. Um, my first camera was a small red <laughs> San Diego camera from my mom and it was a basic camera. Um, When I finally decided, okay, let's try it out. I'm gonna buy a little cheap camera. Mm -hmm. I bought a little Nikon automatic camera that no bells and whistles, no nothing. And I did it and I was like, okay, this is cute. This is cool. (laughs) And finally I said, okay, let's take it a step further. And um, I really didn't get into looking into YouTube until August two years ago. Wow. Before then, I didn't look at anything photography on YouTube. I was like, too afraid to ask resources for help because I never wanted anybody to think I didn't know anything. Mm-hmm. And I really think that's just the Virgo in me. Like we are so self-sufficient that we don't want to ask for help. We'll spend all night trying to figure it out, but we are not gonna ask for help. And if we do, we absolutely need it. So take it easy on us. Yeah. And um I finally made the the big, big purchase and bought my first big dollar number camera Drop them down. Um, <laughs> and when I got it it was like okay now that you've invested this you yeah. have to force yourself to do something with it and um I made a post on Facebook and was like hey I want to do this I need x amount of free people for the next 30 days and that kind of let me get my feet wet and it was like what were you thinking this is a lot and then that's, when I kind of cracked into YouTube University and I found a mentor and I mean, she was amazing, um, taking me under her wing. I was always afraid. I said, I'll never do a wedding. And she said, I need you to go somewhere with me November 7th. I'll never forget. I want you to go somewhere with me. And that was my first wedding. She didn't tell me until we got to the venue and I'm like, mm, what? And she was like, yeah, you're going to do a wedding with me. I know you can do it. I've seen what you've been doing on your own. You've been self-sufficient. You've done the research. You Take it serious. You're going to be fine. Didn't teach me anything. And then um, not only was I there to take pictures, she also had me doing video. that I had never done. So I'm you like, know. you trust me that much. And after her trusting me that much with something so precious that you couldn't do over. With a wedding, I knew then, okay, if, if a stranger that I just met a couple years ago can trust me with something this sentimental, I can do it. I have to trust myself that to know that I can do it. hmm so it kind of started to, to build and take off from there.
0: Look at that. That's a that's a good that's my mom and dad's anniversary. So it's a good day. <clears throat> but no, that's I mean, I don't know. I'm just and I don't even know if I can if it holds merit from what I'm about to say, but I'm just so proud of you, like to see you from where you started. Like, look at you now. Like all, look, you stay busy in books, honey, okay? Too yes, well. That's <laughs> so good um okay so what would you and you don't have to give me because i know you know clients will be listening so you don't want to say specifics but what would you say as a photographer are some of your challenges it doesn't necessarily have to be just clients but just what, what do you feel like some of your challenges are
1: um i would probably say the biggest challenge was me forcing myself to be uncomfortable mm, okay. um, I wanted to do something I I felt comfortable with, something I knew what I was doing. But the biggest challenge was you're going to get people who want you to take pictures of their babies. That's not my go-to in photography. I never really wanted to do babies. Really? Um, No. As much as I love kids, I I never wanted to do that. No.
0: Why?
1: Because they're so unpredictable. Like I can tell you, pose like this. And you can tell a kid, okay, smile. And I think I'm giving you my best goofy face and this kid is like
0: <laughs> they do what they want to do.
1: Yeah, like you wasting my time, lady. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> and so um, I don't I don't like not being able to be in control of it. So it's kind of like get it. No, I know. But I've gotten better. I'm more open now to accepting kids. Um, I just take like a 30-minute buffer before the session to kind of like play with the kid, get to know the kid, warm up with them. Something nobody ever taught me. And I kind of just had to feel that out on my own, too. Um, Every kid is different. Like, what I may think balls are fun to some kids, they're like, get this out of my face. Give me a Um, phone. Yeah, like challenge. I think that, like I said, the challenge is to be uncomfortable. And then the reward comes in when you get the text or the email back saying, oh, my God, you captured exactly what it was that we were going for. Um, I can't believe, you know, this is me, you know, like I've never seen myself in this light. Or um I had one one lady, I did a wedding, and I just randomly went around and just started taking pictures of people at the wedding. And because everybody was so involved, they didn't take pictures of everybody. And shortly after one of the guys passed away. Wow. And as they were looking through the wedding album, they noticed that I got pictures of him laughing, he was wow. dancing, like all kind of stuff. And she was like, I, I never can forget this moment because of you. And I'm like, well, it's not because of me. She's like, no, it's, it's all you. So it's kind of like you have to, when you, every time you pick up that camera, you kind of have to make yourself realize it's not just about you anymore. You have to think and pray in that person's shoes as well. Yeah. So this is my wedding. I know at my wedding that the bride and groom are so consumed with trying to greet all their guests. They're so consumed with trying to make sure that they taste the food, make sure they get pictures with everybody. So then it's my job to make sure what they can't do, I can cover. Mm-hmm. So you kind of just got to have eyes and ears everywhere and just be able to be everywhere at once, so to speak, and make sure you capture everything because they won't get to take in the decorations. They won't really get before it's cut. Um, They won't know what the wedding party looks at standing behind them at the altar, but it's like when they take that moment to go back and sit back or for birthday pictures, I've never done this before. And then they look and it's like, well, I'm calling you not for everything. We taking <laughs> Easter, we taking Mother's Day, Father's Day, and I'm yeah. not even a mother. None of that. We taking all these pictures. So. <laughs> yeah, it just turns into a whole fun experience. And at the end of the day, if I can get a smile and they just say, "Wow, that's me," like you, you really did it. I, my job, I did my job. Yeah.
0: Wow, that's so special. Like that's a calling key for real. It really is. I'm serious. It is. Like I like I told you, we taking listen, every month, I don't care if I got anything going on. We doing something. <laughs>
1: so I mean, it, it, it also kind of encompasses, you know, my my career as well because you have to have people skills. Yeah. It's not just about taking the pictures. If you can't talk to people, no, please. you can't like communicate. You have to be organized. You can't handle people's money. They want to see itemized bill. They want to get um, Invoices, like people want all of that stuff So to operate as a business you have to give it 100% business You can't just say oh yeah I'm a business I got an LLC you know pay me you No, know, I need to be able to know that Hey if I send you my money you can send me a receipt You can send me an invoice You right. know if I need to get in contact with you I need multiple ways here's a phone number Here's an email address how soon can I get you to respond It's I mean it's everything's A learning even there You never stop learning
0: Yeah That's a that's what I was going to ask you like taking the photography aside like starting a business like that was a big leap in itself
1: it was um something I never wanted to do I never wanted to be a business owner that was never no I never wanted that responsibility I was more of a helper like I'll help anybody get their business off the ground I'll help anybody do whatever they need when it came to me I was like I don't want to do that. I don't want to be that stressed out. I don't want to have to do something I don't want to do if I don't want to. I don't want to have to pick up. I don't want to have to show up. I'm not a club person. I don't want to have to be in these parties. I don't want, like, I don't, I didn't want to have to do it. And then I kind of got gut checked by a friend and was like, as much as you take pictures, why haven't you started this? A bit? Like, why haven't you been charging people? Why, like, why? Yeah, and I sat down and started thinking and I'm like because to me I don't care about the, mo- like, the money aspect doesn't bother me I'll take pictures for anybody all day long and she was like you need to be getting paid Yeah, I'm like nah she's like no you need to be getting paid she's like get somebody out there who will pay you to do this
0: Yeah, and
1: I, I did it as a joke just doing it for free and the first family I did for free was for a son that was going away to the air force and they said, even though you offered to do it for free, we still took your time and we see what you can go into, And we want to pay you for your services. So even my first free family, they still came up and they paid. And that was kind of cool. That was the first. Time. I actually still have the money they paid for. I keep it in my drawer. Like I have the cash it's sitting there to remind me of like the first investment from a family into my business.
0: That's cool. You're not going to frame it? You're just going to leave it in?
1: I probably will. Yeah, I eventually will once I can get Everything set up the way I wanted it to be. It, I probably. Will.
0: Well, that's awesome. So, where do you see yourself, maybe full time one day, or you think you always do it on the side, or like I said, I don't want to call it a side hustle. But like, what do you, what do you think?
1: Um, I would say for whatever happens, I'm willing to accept it, and I'll be ready. I don't want to say that. Oh, I want to do this full time because I don't want to grow tired. Yeah. And I, I made the promise that the minute I get tired and I can't give it my all, I have to put the camera down and step back. Because the moment I stop loving it, I can't continue to do it anymore. It won't be the same. Um, nah. But I also know that my love for technology, I can't shake either. So the two of them kind of go hand in hand because I still get to spend countless hours on the computer, even with editing and everything else. So I'm, I'm kind of still... Using one to balance out the other, and then one is kind of a break from the other. But um, I don't think I could ever walk away from either. But if if the plan for my life and the calling for my life is to walk away from my career to walk into this full time at the appropriate time after assessing life, I I I could do that. I could do it.
0: That was elegantly put. I don't have anything else. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, that's yeah, that's it okay good stuff good stuff good perspective though for sure um anything else for photography
1: no nothing else
0: nothing else well that was good listen that was good so um now we're moving on to your coach life which is i'm like how many titles do you have and when it comes to coaching how many things do you coach <laughs> it's like one season is the next, yeah, I'm heading to practice. Wait a minute, didn't you just finish the, yeah. So you are also Coach Key. I don't know what they call you, Coach K. What What do they usually call you? Coach Trotty? My
1: little babies are Coach Key and the olders are Coach Trotty.
0: Okay. So let the folks know what you coach and we'll just start, we'll go from there.
1: Um, I started as a recreational basketball and soccer coach for ages three up to 12. Um, And now I am a middle school volleyball, girls basketball, and track and field coach. Woo, woo! Look at that schedule.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. Okay, so what got you into coaching?
1: Um, I never lost the passion for the sports I played. Okay. Um, which were my body, I, basketball, volleyball, and ran track. Okay. Um, my body lost the ability. But I never lost the passion for the sports. I get that. And, and I, um, when I moved to Columbia, that was one of the first things I tried to track down, how to volunteer. And I kept getting to run around, run around. Run around. Finally, one of my friends said, I signed my daughter to play basketball, but she doesn't want to coach. She doesn't want to play if she doesn't know the coach. And I'm like, well, get to know the coach. She was like, well, the reason I'm calling is because I put you down on her paper volunteering that you would be the coach. And I'm like, Wait a minute, man. <laughs> And she was like, just go and just see, just see if you'll like it. And I did it and six teams later, I stayed. <laughs> and, uh, <yeah. laughs> Definitely how it happened. Um, and I was doing two seasons. I was doing summer season and winter season. Um the love for and the passion for the playing the sport, and then also my love and passion for kids. Yeah. Um If I had to go over high school level, age level, I probably wouldn't Mm. because past that stage, to me, they're adults. They've gotten older. Um, We can talk, but it's not the same. Mm. Um, Like at that age, you pretty much already know what you're doing. And to me, I get more out of being able to teach somebody something that they don't know. Or if you're curious at this stage of, you know, how can I get better? I can always teach somebody that's coachable. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Once you feel like you've gotten it down, packing, you know, I'm Steph Curry and, you know, there's really not too much we can do to kind of help mold you into being a better player. We can talk to you all day long, but once it's mentally, once you've got it down that, hey, this is it. This is what I'm going to do. That's kind of that's that's out of my league. So I I know that I'm 13, 14 and below.
0: Yeah. yeah. That's it
1: for me. 13, 14 and below.
0: I think my favorite are the babies just to watch. those They're just so cute.
1: they are they're cute and they're so cute and innocent and I hate that I haven't been able to really be present for them this year because of the middle school schedule I'm trying to find a way to still squeeze them in but I don't know how yeah most of the games are on Saturdays and then I do most of my business things on Saturdays so I'm gonna give it some time to figure it out and I'll definitely uh find a way to squeeze my kids back in
0: I got you do you have a favorite sport or is it kind of like whatever you're doing at the time, whatever you're coaching at the time?
1: Um, Because in in school when I played, I spent more time with basketball. I started playing basketball when I was four. And I played from four up until roughly about 21, 22. Mm-hmm. Um, volleyball, I hate that I started so late because I only gave that two or three years. Mm-hmm. Um, Running track, I only gave that three or four years. But sports that I spent the least amount of time with I got the most awards I got the most accolades um I was running winning MVP player of the year player of the month um Gatorade got recognized by Gatorade as a player of the year for sports I had never played before never played volleyball prior to my first year on that court in 10th grade um, basketball is just something that like I said, since four years old, that was really the only, to me, sport I knew. Like, mm-hmm. I understood it inside, outside. And I think I never really fully understood my understanding of the sport until I was able to successfully coach a team and win a game. Yeah, And that's when I realized, okay, maybe you really do know what you think you know, but it's, it's so much easier to say, oh, yeah, I played. You know, I know and it's, it's hard to teach a kid. Who's never touched the ball in their life?
0: Yeah, you got to break it down.
1: Yeah, when I say win a game, I don't necessarily mean we score more points. To me, we—I had a team we lost every game, mm-hmm. but to me, that was a winning season because I had nine kids. Out of the nine kids, only two had ever touched the ball before in their lives. Wow. By the end of the season, I had a kid who couldn't shoot a free throw had the highest free throw percentage. Wow! So that's good. I did my part. yeah. I know that I did my part in. To me, the wins came with that. It's not necessarily, what was your record? Oh, let's not worry about the record. Let me tell you about my team, though. I had yeah. these kids. I had nine, you know, two good. The wins, they, I mean, the wins look good on paper. They look good on, on the trophies. They look good in the newspaper, on the internet. But the untold stories behind it are really what really counts for me. Yeah. So I get a point every year. I make sure after all of them right now, all teams are plastered on my wall in my house. As soon as I walk in and out the door, those are the first things I see, first things I see when I leave, because those kids made me as passionate about the sport as they were when they came on the court, nervous for the first time. Yeah. That's good. I mean, I was going to ask you what the challenges and successes are, but
0: you <laughs> covered them. You covered them. So what? what's now? Track is now? Yes. Track oh. is now. Okay.
1: Yep. Track is now.
0: How many meets do y'all have?
1: Uh, this is a shorter season due to COVID so we only have three weeks this year Um, normally it's about a six to eight meet season Okay, it's a little different this year smaller school sizes um, still with no spectators for sports which kind of sucks so the parents can't even get to see some of their kids for the first time out can they be in but, the car? Uh, even if they're in the car they still won't be able to see the field oh, So, uh, man yes and this is also where the whole technology thing comes back into play yeah. Because we're live streaming the games. Right, right, right. It still does allow parents a front row seat to see their kids perform. Um, They can't be there, but they can still see them and hear them and still be able to celebrate them and all that good stuff. It just kind of sucks that they can't be in the place physically.
0: Yeah, that's true. COVID, man, I'm telling you. It's taking a lot of stuff. I'm so over her. She needs to come home. Like, we're, tired. we're done. We're done. It's right. enough. Right so wow well that's that's all that i had for a coach i'm gonna say you you answered all the questions i had did you want to add anything else with that
1: um just for anybody that's interested in coaching yeah just make sure that you always be who you needed when you were younger um that was one of my biggest days is i had some good coaches i had some horrible coaches i had some coaches who overlooked me because i wasn't a favorite and didn't really have anything to say to them. Mm. Um, and I try to make sure that I give each one of my kids equal attention. I give them the attention that each individual one needs, not as a team collectively, but I assess their individual needs and try to meet them somewhere in the middle so that they do feel seen, they are heard, and um, they do feel like they're a part of the team. Everybody does their part for the team, and we don't just have somebody here just sitting on the bench. Oh, yeah, i want the team. No, you're actually doing your part for the team, and without you, we couldn't be this team. Yeah. so yeah, yeah definitely just just be the person that you need it when you were younger for sure yeah I
0: think that's good I mean people don't understand like being a coach being a teacher you're like you're also a mentor as well like they'll mm-hmm. they'll carry that like you said you've had good coaches I've had good coaches that I still kind of recall different things they have told me and you know so yeah that's good that's good to keep in mind for sure okay mm-hmm. So we are moving right along, hun. We are on our last little segment. I'm going to take out my notes for these. <laughs> I remember what I was going to ask you. So we are at the little things. And I always say I like to learn little things about, you know, everybody, because I think it makes us who we are. So my first little thing for you, I don't know if everybody knows this, but people who are close to you know that you'd like to cook. I don't know if you love to say, I don't know if you'd like to cook. I know you can cook. Um, so it's either on the grill, in the kitchen, whatever the case may be. I mean, you even put my veggie sausage on the grill, which I (laughs) appreciate. You held me down. So what are some of the things that you enjoy cooking, whether in the kitchen or on the grill?
1: Um, I don't really have many favorites anymore. Um, as far as like my go-to, I mean, a good wing always goes on the grill. That's always appropriate, um, inside or outside, I try to stray away from the fried foods, although I've been having a weakness there lately. Um, I don't really have many go-to favorite meals. I don't really eat the typical soul food that everybody else eats, really? so like fried foods and macaroni and cheese is not really my thing, Yeah. Um, but I'm I'm that person that'll see something on Facebook on an ad, and I'm like, oh, let me watch this video, go research, and be like, all right, I'm about to try this recipe. And that's kind of how I start making a lot of the stuff that I do make. It's like, I see it, I try it, or I go to a restaurant and I taste it. And I'm like, I got to spend the time researching and try to recreate it. Um, so I don't, I don't really have a, a favorite thing to make. I think that's, that's more challenging to me than anything else. It's like me getting in the kitchen and just getting it right. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, your air fryer too. I forgot about that.
1: <laughs> definitely my air fryer. <laughs> put that to good use. Yes. Yes. yes, right.
0: yes. Okay. Um, well, no favorite, but that's okay. You still, you, you, you throw down. So that's all that matters. Um, so my next favorite thing, well, favorite thing, my next uh, little thing for you is that, I'm just checking my notes here. Uh, you graduated from HBCU, South Carolina State, Mm -hmm. um and you also went to Winthrop before this is this is a really good question for you so uh, I'm not going to say do you prefer um an HBCU over PWI but what what do you think was the big difference for you
1: um Winthrop gave me some very great exposures um Um, It was a very developmental school for me, a very delicate life. Um, I went there and was a part of the Emerging Leaders Program where um, basically you came as like a freshman leader and you kind of were like all over the place on campus. And I know had I, I'll say this, I know in my experience, had I gone straight to South Carolina State versus starting at Winthrop. I probably would've taken a completely different route in life, period. I think so. Um, Oh yeah, for sure. Um, Even though for other people it's kind of reversed, when I was at Winthrop, I legitimately lived my best life. Mm -hmm. Um, I took my car, so I was always always in Charlotte, um, always something to do, Mm -hmm. always at a party. So I think that's kind of why now I'm kind of like, nah, y'all just go ahead, I'll see y'all later. No, no, no. House, like, I, I mean, I I I did it. If it was there to do, I did it. Mm-hmm. Um, I hear the phrase now to go where you're appreciated versus tolerated. Mm. And I feel like sometimes we misunderstand what that actually means, and we take it so literal to us, like, oh, it's a PWI. They don't want us there. We're not going there. No, you go to that PWI and you make it your own. You go to that HBCU and you live in your truth. Yeah. and you know Everything doesn't have to be, oh, that's for them. This is for us. Yeah. Okay. That's not just in college. That's going to be in the world. And a four-year plan is not necessarily going to be for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I could briefly tell you that I started college in 2006, I left Winthrop in 2008, between my transition between Winthrop and South Carolina State, I actually went to a technical school for a year and a semester. And that's actually where I found my love and tapped into computer science because I had to find something to do in the meantime while I developed Like, was I really gonna go back to college? Was I done with college? Was I just gonna work? What are you gonna do? And the easiest thing for me to do was go to a tech school. I went for free. I took computer classes and got all A's. Mm. I'm like, well, this is second knowledge. Like, okay, this is easy enough. Yeah. Biology was good to me. I'm out. Computer science, I'm in. And <laughs> literally, I mean, just A's back to back to back to back. And um, I think had I done it any other way, I wouldn't have, I probably would have never chosen computer science as a major straight into college, because that was just nothing that I thought I would be interested in. Um, I would say that if you have a chance to experience both, experience both for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, I wouldn't say choose one more so over the other, because just because your family members did it doesn't mean that that's the right move for you. Um, You kind of, at this stage now, you kind of have to do what's going to be more beneficial for you as an individual and where you can relate and actually go and learn and get access to what you need because unfortunately even though hbcus are still developing we are not awarded as much opportunities as some of the pwis are Mm -hmm. and sometimes you have to take one for the team and take advantage of okay if i can go over here to this pwi with a full ride and get all of this knowledge and take it from here you take it from there you take it back to your hbcu and you give it to those kids there or you give it to the people there. But don't just automatically rule it out because, oh, it's a, it's a PWI. I don't want to. I want to go to the HBCU. No. Like, the resources are endless. Take advantage of them any way you can. If you want to do HBCU, okay, do that as undergrad. Use, use your master's program to go and experience a PWI or vice versa. Like, it's, it's so many different ways that you can figure out so many different opportunities on um, ultimately the plan will fall into place the way it's supposed to no two people are going to have the same type of track and like i said four years of everybody two years of everybody sometimes people just need to trade and i definitely don't knock trades i encourage trade rather than wasting thousands of dollars that you got to pay back when you can initially say you know what i might i want to be a welder and make thousands of dollars Yeah. yeah more than me right so I mean I'm okay. I maybe I should have been away. okay. What a year I mean, and a half, please. Right, <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Wow,
0: that I mean, like you said, it's what you make it. Whether that's a PWI sure. or it's HBCU, it's what you make it. So you can yeah. go to a prestigious school, either one, um, and and not be successful. And all of you know our friends, we all have different paths, and we are all successful. So it, it will fall in place. You just, you know, have to do, have to do the work. So yeah, for sure. That's good. Um, the last thing I'm going to change up the last question for you, um, <laughs> only because you're like, you dropping gems all through. I'm like, well, dang, I, I can't ask that no more. Like you already said it. So it's just real simple. Um, what would you tell, what would you tell young Kilanda? If you had a chance to talk to her today, what would you tell her? What piece of advice would you give her?
1: Um, To not be so afraid. Hmm. Like for years, I hid a lot of things that I was afraid of behind comedy or I hid it behind, oh, let's go party or, oh, let's go shopping. Um, <clears throat> to not be so afraid and to be more patient with yourself. Yeah. it will take certain things and certain people longer for certain tasks um, the person beside you wasn't meant to run their away with you um, rather they started in with you it's completely up to you but what's really essential is you have to pace yourself to finish whatever it is that you start yeah and no matter what you have to be proud of what you've done how you've done it, and who you've become um, so I would definitely just to my younger self just be be more patient and just say you know mistakes are allowed they're allowed they're not frowned upon but mistakes are definitely allowed Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i think that's that's probably it because i mean younger Kilana was still pretty cool too so i mean (laughs) i mean just saying oh gosh (laughs) just saying (laughs) you know you know you know (laughs) well that's good key
0: i just i appreciate you for coming on today um you have so many layers and I don't like, I've known, uh, I don't know what, what year are we in? 17? Six? I don't know what year this is. How many years have we known each other?
1: 15.
0: 15. Oh, so I, two years. 15. More, so 15. Yeah. Okay. So it's been a while. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm still learning like all these different things about you. And it's so cool. Like just the person you're becoming, it's, it's awesome. It's awesome for sure. All right. Everybody, did you have anything else you want to add before I sign off?
1: No, I mean, I absolutely appreciate the opportunity and you thinking enough of me or seeing in me to to come on to your baby and, and talk about myself and things that I have. And I think that's really important. Um, when you have friends who are flourishing and they're doing things they want to do, do whatever you have to do or you can do as a friend to support that. Um, and like I said, I, I definitely appreciate you sharing your platform and just being open to talking about me, which is really weird to do. <laughs> But um, I definitely uh, appreciate the opportunity for sure. And I'm excited to see what you're into next.
0: Well, thank you. Thank you. You know, we team support. We always, we've always been like that. So got to keep it going. All right, everybody. Thank you again for joining and we'll see you next time.
1: Later.